North Georgia. It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, amen. Let me say that I want to welcome you to the Bible broadcast. And it is such an honor to have you to tune in with us today as we open the Word of God and study the Scriptures. Uh, this, uh, this is the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia. And I'm just welcoming you to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition as we open up the Word of God. Let me say that today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. And of course, this is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry. And I'm so glad to have you tuning in uh, today to the broadcast. And let me invite you to go to my website. It is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And on the website, you'll see the books that I have written. And you can order those. And I trust that you'll take a moment and look at those. And I believe they'll be a help to you. And then you'll see the radio stations that I'm on and uh, how that you can listen to those. And uh, then you'll see uh, my schedule. Uh, my wife usually keeps it posted a couple of months in advance. And, of course, she adds as meetings comes in. But we'd love for you to go to the website. And, again, that is KeithAllisonMinistries.com. And at the end of the broadcast, you have a pen and paper ready and I'll be giving you some more contact information so that if you would like, we would love to hear from you. And if you are a first-time listener, if you'll mark the time of the day and the station on which you are listening and come back next week, this is a weekly broadcast, and if you'll come back next week at the same time, then we'll be on the air again sharing another message out of the good Word of God. And I do not take this opportunity lightly, nor do I take it for granted. And so I want to say thank you to those of you that listen. Let me encourage you to tell others about the, the program, and we'd love to have more listeners. And then I want to say thank you to those of you that have reached out to me and let me know that you are listening. You can do that by writing, by uh, uh, giving me a call or text or an email. And so we would just love to hear from you and that this program is a blessing. You know, when you're in the radio ministry, you do not see your uh, congregation and uh, you cannot hear them. And so I'm basically uh, recording these broadcasts in my study at my home uh, in my office, my study, and then uh, I'm preaching uh, into a microphone. Uh, but when I do hear from my listeners, it is such an encouragement to me. And so again, thank you for listening and thank you for letting me know that you listen. And then I want to say a big thank you to those of you that help us financially to keep this radio ministry going. Now, I'll tell you, neighbor, we're living in, in sad days. There is so much going on in the world today. I've never, seen, I've never seen our politics like it is, so divisive. I've never seen the apostasy in the church today on this level that we are now witnessing. 
I've never seen such a moral decline as we are witnessing in our society today. And if there's ever been a day when we need to maintain the radio ministry spreading the word of God to as many people as we can, certainly it is in these days. I may not be able to reach the world. I may not be able to change the world. But in, in, in the little world that I may live in and in the small circle that God allows me to minister in, if I can just make a difference in one person's life, if today's broadcast can make a difference in only one individual's life, then it is well worth the effort. And so I need you to partner with me to make a difference in these trying times in somebody's life. That difference might be somebody receiving Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That difference might be some Christian who has kindly grown cold and got out of the will of God and, and through the broadcast, that believer may renew their faith and get back in the harness of serving God and living for God. Oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? And then the difference might be that some of you that are trying to live for God, the devil and the world and your own flesh just beats you down day after day. And this broadcast may simply pick you up and kindly bring a little revival into your heart. And if it does that, then, then God has done great things through this ministry. And if I can help to educate you, if I can help to open up the word of God and give you a greater understanding, then I've done my job and God will be glorified in that. So I need you to partner with me Two ways, by your prayers, through your prayers, and through your financial support of this radio ministry. So please let me know that you are listening. All right, we're going to open the Bible today to the book of 1 John, chapter number 3. 1 John, chapter number 3. And I want to bring a message out of verse number one. We'll find our text, and then we're going to use several other verses within the book of 1 John, as well as other places as well. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 1, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Now, it is implied in this text that there is a difference between those that are born of God and those that are in the world, that is, those that are unsaved. It's interesting that the word sons, in verse number one, is the word that carries the con the concept of, of the children of God are the born ones of God. And so it is implying the new birth. It is implying that we are born into the family of God. What a wonderful truth that is. 
and having been born into the family of God, then that sets us apart from the rest of the world, those that are not born again. So neighbor, if you are saved today, if you are born again, then you are a part of the family of God and you are in a spiritual family and you ought to thank God for that. Amen? You ought to thank God that you have been saved, that you have been forgiven, that you have been put into the family of God, into the body of Christ, and you know uh, the everlasting God as your heavenly Father. You know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and that the Holy Ghost indwells you. Friend, that will make a difference in your life. But I am interested in the first part of this statement in verse number one, where John says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. And then he says that we should be called the sons of God. I want to bring a message today on what manner of love. And this word manner, it carries the idea of type or kind or degree. So he is saying, behold, and, he, and that word behold is though it is drawing our attention to listen and to look at what he is about to reveal. And what he is revealing is the manner of love that the Father hath bestowed upon us. So I want to look at this thought on what manner of love. Can I say, first of all, this manner or this love, the kind of love that he is talking about that the Father hath bestowed upon us, can I say, first of all, it is a holy love. It is a holy love, and I say that in contrast to a carnal or a fleshly love. Now, the world, when it uses the term love, oftentimes it's talking nothing no more about uh, than simply lust or either being fond of or or are a liking, but when God uses that word love, and his word for love is that Greek word agape, and it means that love that God loves with, not, not of the human emotion, not of just the human intellect, but this is a degree of love that can only come from divinity. And so God, our Heavenly Father, he loves us with a holy love. That is a godly love, a holy love. The Bible says in 1 John 4 and verse 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God. Now listen, for God is love. The Bible says that God is light, and then the Bible says that God is love. And so it is this love that describes the very God that we serve. 
It is this love where it says that God is love. So this is the manner or the type of love that God loves you and I with. Now, I'm preaching to those that are saved right now. But I want you to understand as a sinner that this is the type of love that God so loved the world with in order for you to be saved. Are you listening to me? I know that we live in a day when it seems like that people are filled with hate and divisiveness and there is a party spirit that separates us and we're so divisive. The, the, the Democrats hate the Republicans and the Republicans hate the Democrat and the Independent hates both of them and, and this, this denomination hates that denomination. I'm telling you, we live in a world that is operating off of hate. The intensity of our divisiveness has grown to the point to where you just, in other words, there used to be a time when you might disagree and still be friends, but we've seen this divisiveness grow to the extent now that if that if people do not agree with, with somebody, then they hate them. In other words, disagreement has become a reason for people to be filled with bitterness and hate. And if people deviate or if they are different in their beliefs than somebody else, then there's just no way that they can get along. And that's terrible that we have reached this point in society. And it's getting worse. The devil is a liar. The devil is a murderer. And he is the author of confusion. And he seeks to divide men. And the spirit of Antichrist is, is infiltrating our society today. And I believe that is what's driving uh, this animosity and this divisiveness and this hatred is that very spirit of Antichrist that would be revealed in these last days. But in contrast to that, we have God is love. And the love that God loves us with is a holy love. It is proceeding and coming from God himself. Amen. And it is unlike human love. It is a godly love. Can I say secondly, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us? This manner of love, number two, it is a sacrificial love. What do you mean a sacrificial love? Well, let's listen to the Bible. In 1 John 3, 16, hereby perceive, and that word perceive means that we understand or we see Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So we see that the love of God was sacrificial toward us, because out of that love, Jesus laid down his life for us. Oh, what about John 3, 16? For God so loved the world. Okay, what did God do? How did God manifest that love? 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And neighbor, if you are listening to me today and you're not saved and you do not know the love of God, I want you to know today that God loved you enough to let his son go to Calvary and die a friend for the payment for your sins that you could be saved. God loved the world and God loves the world. Oh my, what a message we need in a world that's filled with hate and division and animosity and enmity. We need to know that there is a love that transcends the love of man. We need to know that there is a love a friend that can penetrate uh, the most wicked of hearts, amen, and it is the love of God. It is a sacrificial love. You take a man and woman that are married and they, uh, they give themselves sacrificially for the other person. They make sacrifices in life, be it as small as it may be. They make sacrifices for their loved one. And a, and a husband and a wife, a mom and a dad will do everything possible sacrificially as they love their children. They'll lay down their life for their child. And that love, you see, that's coming from love. And I want you to know that, that the God of, 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 of heaven, amen, the God of this universe he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It is a sacrificial love. And Jesus, out of love for sinners, gave himself on the cross. He loved us and died for us. That's what the Bible is saying. In 1 John chapter number 4 and verse number 9 and 10, listen, in this was manifested, and that means to make public or to show and this was manifested, the love of God toward us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Listen, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, for our sins. And John wrote in 1 John chapter number 2, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. The love of God is unfathomable. We, we, we cannot grasp it and understand it fully. But it is a sacrificial love. Amen. And he did not wait till you started to love him. He loved you while you were yet in your sin. And somebody's listening right now, and your life is a wreck. Your life is a mess. You, you, you may not be a Christian, and your life is a mess, and you've lived in sin and gone to the gutter, but I want you to know that you do not have to stay there because of the love of God. God loves sinners, and he sent his son to die for you that he could save you, not in your sin, but from your sin. Yes, somebody loves you. And there might be a Christian listening to me who you've made a mess of your life and you're 
you may have you may have forgotten and the devil may have deceived you to where you no longer think of God as the God of a second chance. But I want you to know that your actions and your disappointments and your sins has not altered God's love for you. He still loves you and he'll take you back, amen, and restore you. He is the God of second chance. I'm preaching today to try to bring hope to the heart of a desperate sinner, to the hope to the heart of a believer that's in a state of desperation. God wants to help you, and he can today. Amen. Behold what manner of love. It is a holy love. It is a sacrificial love. Can I say thirdly, it is an everlasting love. God's not going to stop loving you. You say, well, preacher, you don't know what I've done. No, I want you to know his love is an everlasting love. I like what the apostle wrote in Romans chapter number 8. He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? These are all external things. And he said, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. And Paul says, no, that is nay. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Again, you may have made a mess of things. And, and listen, your parents may have turned on you. Your children may have turned on you. Your spouse may have turned on you. And you may feel like, and you may have, you listen, you may have deserved this. You may have so lived in such a way uh, that you have brought reproach on family. You may have done things that has dishonored family. You may have done things uh, that is despicable and is abomination. But I want you to know that you do not have to stay there. And even though you have gone through all of that and others may have disowned you, I want you to know that there is hope with God. I'm preaching today what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. Does that mean that God just simply ignores? No, no, no. God will chasten those whom he loves. But I'm reminded of what God said through Jeremiah chapter 31 in verse 3. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Thank God it is an everlasting love. I got saved on August the 11th, 1974. God does not love me any more today than he did when he saved me. God does not love me any less today than he did when he saved me. If I'm, if, listen, if I'm on the mountaintop, he doesn't love me any more than he does if I'm down in the valley. When I disappoint him, he does not love me any less than when I'm right with him and doing his will. I'm telling you, his love is an everlasting love and nothing shall separate us from the love of God. 
His love also is an unconditional love. I know somebody may be thinking, well, if I can just clean my life up, maybe God will love me. No, God loves you. The Bible said this in Romans chapter number 5. The Bible said, for when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Listen now. But God, but God commendeth his love toward us. When? In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us and he died for us. In, in, in essence, while we were yet in our sins. But now listen, he does not save you to stay in your sin. He saves you to deliver you from your sin and deliver you out of that lifestyle. God is not pleased with sin in anybody's life. He hates the sin. He hates the iniquity. He hates the vices. He hates drugs. He hates illicit sex. I can tell you God hates a friend of the bottle that the alcoholic drinks. God hates those things, but he loves the sinner and he wants to save you and take you out of that mess. So I'm not advocating that just because God loves us, we can do anything we want. No, 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 it's quite the contrary. God saves us and loves us to redeem us and to take us out of that. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You'll not be the same person. If you get born again, you'll not be the same person. Does that mean that you'll live perfect? No, but it'll mean you'll try. It means you'll want to. But what I'm telling you is even in your failures, God still loves you, and he wants to see you restored and in good fellowship with him. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. As a matter of fact, when you talk about believers getting into sin, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse 6, for whom the Lord loveth, what does he do? He chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So if you are saved and you and you live in, in an ungodly manner and you get into sin, if you do not repent and do not get right with the Lord because God does love you, he will chasten you. And yes, according to 1 John 5, there are many people who die a premature death. They're saved and they get out of the will of God, but they commit a sin unto death. In other words, they go beyond the deadline and God says that's it. And God takes them home prematurely. It doesn't mean that he, that he doesn't love them. I'm just telling you, neighbor, uh, that there is a penalty and a price for sin. Uh, there is a built-in repercussion for it. And even to those that are saved of the sin that you commit in this life as a saved individual, it'll bring heartache and misery into your life. Even though God may forgive you of that, it still has repercussions to it. Behold what manner of love 
It is a holy love. It is a sacrificial love. It is an everlasting love. It is an unconditional love. It is a love that is to be experienced and expressed by us. We are to experience this and express it. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 17, But whoso hath the world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? As you experience the love of God, then you are to express that love in loving other people. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And if you love God, you'll love people. If you love God, there's no way you can serve God without serving people. It is to be experienced and expressed by us. In 1 John chapter 4, the Bible said, Beloved, if, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. Now listen, and his love is perfected or it's brought to a mature state in us. Only when we love is the love of God perfected in us. Only as we love does his love mature in us. I think I'm talking to someone today. May God help us. I'm going to have to close. This is Evangelist Keith Allison. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. You can write to me at P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can call or text 706-968-1182. Go to my website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. God loves your neighbor. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville.